Hello and welcome once again. It is the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host. I am your commissioner. I am Cody Carlicker, and we have a little bit of a change of plans this week. Uh, as I told everybody on the on the text chain, we were supposed to have Dan Malnar this week, but he canceled on me at seven o'clock last night, leading me to to really. Uh, scramble to try to find somebody else to host this because I know you guys love the sound of my voice uh, but the solo podcasts are fine in a pinch but not the best however I did tell you that I did have a the best podcast ever with Mike Awesome and that got deleted and he was gracious enough to come through in a pinch to reclaim the title of best podcast ever and he's here with us today you're welcome. You should all thank Dan for backing out and sparing us. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. No one was going to listen anyways. At least maybe now some of us will, you know, actually tune in this week. But uh, I do have a lot to live up to. Our last podcast was gold, and now I have to prove it again. So we'll see see how it goes, guys. Yeah. The the only the the real bummer was I was planning on making an intro theme for this week's podcast is Dan actually has a studio. And so we were going to have a lot of fun trying to actually clip some audio from previous podcasts and then put some music in the background yeah. and then make an intro that way. That would have been awesome. Yeah, so Too that's still Dan the plan. Sucks. But yeah, Dan fucking sucks. And he's yeah. at he's a, supposedly at some work convention right now. I don't know how he didn't tell me that three weeks ago know, when we planned this just pop up out of the blue but no whatever. and then he then he proposed that we i could come over during the day tomorrow and and you don't the have a job. nope yeah i, I don't work no nope. <laughs> fuck <laughs> like previous to that he was like he was asking me like hey why don't you come over like friday night and we can do it i'm like i just recorded the podcast two days ago and the purpose of the podcast is to go through the week's results and yep. like talk about what's going forward what are you going to talk about <laughs> nothing's happened in two days we haven't played any games there's been no free agent picks like what are you going to do right. so you're not even after saturday pickups i yeah so obviously there i should have known then that something was up i'm embarrassed that i lost to dan he clearly isn't paying attention to anything no well no <laughs> <laughs> no he's not he just sets his lineups Sometimes I guess for some reason it's still rolling out Vernon Davis. But <laughs> <laughs> it's in concussion protocol again. <laughs> Nevertheless, we got some things to talk about this week. Obviously, we're going to talk about the same stuff. We're going through this week's results. A couple of huge matchup matchups. Number one, Dan and Radio, uh, Kevin and Metzger. Uh, a lot of fun stuff there. We'll talk a little bit about Fab. Nothing too exciting, uh, but. The first thing I want to talk about is I've had some conversations on the side with a few folks about what to do in regards to a consolation tournament for determining draft order versus uh, what we've done in the in the past in regards to a golf tournament. Um, previously, I think it was the PGA Championship. Currently, it's the British Open, which is the last uh, op- or major for golf in the season, having picking golfers and having that determine the go- or the draft order. Um, so I wanted to talk about that real quick. And after the podcast, hopefully we can get some some folks to chime in on what they think. But first off, I want to give give my take on this. I don't love the idea of having a golf tournament determine where I draft uh, the following year. Um, and the first reason is because I love fantasy football way more than I love golf. I don't play golf. I follow golf loosely. Um, but that's 
that's the main reason. I'd rather have my fantasy football performance determine my draft status rather than a golf tournament that I have really no control of. Um, I mean, that's completely understandable. Yeah. But uh, for me, I'm in favor of the golf tournament or we suggested Kentucky Derby or all going to Arlington Park, something, something separate that will bring us together over the summer or at a different time of the year that fantasy football ties us all together, we get together, go have beers with the guys, and, ex- and it's just an excuse to get together, something different. I know for me, my team fucking sucks. At, at the end of the year when I'm 1-12, maybe 2-12 after I beat whoever the hell I'm playing, Jerome, this week, but uh, I'm not going to really give a shit about setting my lineup to worry about what position I'm in at the end of the year. I'm going to be salty, and I'm going to sit there and watch the Bears, and hopefully the Bears are making a playoff push, and I'm not paying attention to fantasy football at that point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just, I think, on the er, in my position, on the other hand, it would keep me more interested, actually, to keep picking up players and making sure that I set my lineup because I want to make sure that I have the, the, the best seed in the tournament or have the best chance to actually win that consolation tournament rather than, you know, just throwing it all to shit and then hoping for the best at the end. I mean, you before we, when we were talking before the podcast started, you made a great suggestion of combining the two somehow, letting the consolation bracket determine something along the lines in another tournament, whether it's the golf or who, you, which golf or something mm-hmm. to kind of tie the two together. I mean, if we only if we do it your way and it's just a consolation tournament, it's not the end of the world to me because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, your draft position is important, but it's not the be all end all. I mean, look at look at okay. Wilka. He botched the draft just fine. Okay. I mean, I would say, though, I think that there's actual data behind, like, if you have the first overall pick, you have a much higher chance of making the playoffs than you do... Well, I don't do analytics. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Don't, uh, come on now. I don't do analytics. I'm not much of an analytics guy either. I'm just trying to make my argument. <laughs> Uh, nevertheless, uh, I want I want people's thoughts on this. L- like I said, my my position, I, w- I would rather have a consolation tournament, but I'm open to um, other suggestions or uh, compromises. Um, so yeah, everybody sound off in the text chain, yeah, the and we'll figure it out. Get, so. Try to find happy, whatever everybody wants. Everyone, yep. anyone have opinion? Let's try and get everyone together and get on the same page. Awesome. Um, one other quick housekeeping note, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to catch some, some flack on this on the text chain, but last week was actually the last week that you could have a, a free agent or a, uh, yes, just a free agent, a free agent on your roster and then keep them for the following season. So therefore, if you pick up, let's say Steve Steve picked up Jamal Williams this week, yeah. right? If he... He cannot keep Jamal Williams next year because per our emails before the season, the player had to be on your team prior to week six in order to be kept for the following season. And while Cody did fail to mention this to all of us, which would have been super helpful, when you mentioned it to me today, I do remember the emails. I remember the text. It's all been out there, so I will back Cody up on that. We should have known going into it. I also forgot. I mean... Honestly, who are you picking up on the free agent wire that you're going to keep at this point anyways? No, I don't think that anybody's going to keep anybody on free agents. But, I mean, I guess, I don't know, David Johnson, like, whenever he was a free agent, yeah. um, like, he, whenever, I guess, he was a rookie, he wasn't relevant until, like, week 13. I will you know? say this, so. speaking of fab real quick, Keneal Harry, going for $0 a radio. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil yeah. Harry, Keneal, yeah. whatever. I, that could be a steal. I mean, it could be. We, you never know. He's a rookie coming off an injury. 
Radio might have found another gem like the Patriots defense. He tends to be doing well this year in the fab, which is annoying as all hell. But yep, you yep. never know. Either way, you can't keep him. Suck it. Speaking of radio, actually, let's get into this, this week's results, and that's the, the matchup that I wanted to start first. I wanted to start with uh, Dan Malmar taking out radio. Radio dropping to 5-1. and one, Dan going to 3-3. Three and three, A 138 to 137 victory radio losing by one point and i'm already going to give out the aaron barber award this week and it goes to aaron jones all right (laughs) aaron jones gets radio six points on monday night football and the reason why he got got six instead of eight was because of a fumble so a fumble cost radio his undefeated streak um patriots defense on the other hand 28 points. He got 14 points from his freaking kicker. I mean, everyone else carried all the slack for him. Yep. And then, I mean, Aaron Jones, six points. Brandon Cooks, 4.7. I mean, two of his top top players, I mean, Kamara only got him 10, barely double digits. It was all those role players that carried the team for him. Yep. None of his stars come through for another point. Yep. Uh, I mean, it sucks to lose whenever you put up 137. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's an awesome week. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that is that is my Aaron Barber Award winner this week is Aaron Jones. Um, on the other hand, Dan, great week. Stephon Diggs coming out of nowhere, it, it seems. Yeah. 40, what did he put up, 40 points? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Ty, Tyreek Hill coming back, going to give him 22 and a half. That's going to be huge. I think Tyreek Hill will be a big gift coming back for him. I don't think the Diggs keeps this up. Best case no. scenario, he gets traded to a team that will actually use his skill set. But, dig, I mean, this is a flash in the pan. See, I, pan. Think the, I think the Vikings' offense is actually, I mean, like, it's starting to balance out a little bit more. If you look at Dalvin Cook's numbers over the last few yeah. weeks, it's kind of slowly well, gone down. I mean, the Bears did that for him. We, we shut him right down. That's but, true. <laughs> I mean, since then, they've tried to balance it out more. But I think Dalen's still going to see most of those, most of those receptions because – Kirk Cousins isn't going to stand in the pocket and wait for Diggs to get open downfield. Okay. I mean, I, I see Thielen having more of more benefit from that than Diggs, in my opinion. And if I was Dan, you got to trade one of these quarterbacks. you got to find a deal. Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, I don't know when – I haven't looked to see when their buys are, if he's waiting for after their bye weeks. But mm-hmm. there's only two and a half weeks to the tread line, trade deadline. I'll repeat, two and a half weeks to the trade deadline. So I would try to move one of those and try and – Try and get something to fortify this lineup. Yep, uh, absolutely. I mean, you got to get some sort of value back for those guys, man. It's like the number two and number three quarterbacks. I mean, you're starting, you're starting James White at running back. I mean, yeah, you had Marlon Mack on bye, but you got to you got to find a way to upgrade from maybe Vernon Vernon Davis from tight end. Yeah, I mean, you still or got Vernon's is out there. Maybe. Maybe we just made a trade. Maybe actually, might, no. Kevin's got Russell Wilson though, so I don't know if he actually needs uh, to get okay. Deshaun so, Deshaun Watson. Maybe or, not. I yeah. know. Well, I know Cody here uh, has been in need of a quarterback for quite some time. Well, I did. I seriously, I I I've put that out there week after week, and what did I, I didn't get anything back. I've I've talked to Dan about trades. All right, I'm not going to discuss how in depth yeah. we went because I'm not Chris Waloka. Yeah, only Waloka um, does that apparently. <laughs> however. Um, what I did is I went out and got uh, Josh Allen, and he's got Miami twice in the next five weeks. He also has Washington. Yeah. He also has the New York Giants. All right? Yeah. There's, I don't have a huge need for a quarterback at this point. So. I mean, quarterback's deep across the league for the most part, so yeah. it's going to be hard to find someone to flip him. He may have lost his chance. I mean, I think he did. I think he did, but we'll, we'll see. We, in, indeed. We will see what happens. Uh, on to the next matchup. Chris Woloka. Uh, getting the W over a the lowly 
fighting Natachiches. Uh, 102 to 7, or 102.7 to 83.5. Um, like I said, Maloka going to 4 and 2, Ned dropping to 3 and 3. I think Ned was at 3 and 1 at one point in time, and, and now he is fighting for his playoff life or trying to stay relevant. Uh, it seems like every week Ned's like under 100 points. Like, what's Ned- going on? This team sucks. You know, it's a fake three and three. He has the third least amount of points against. Number one is radio. Number two is Bob. Number three is Ned. It's a fake three and three. His team's trash. Juju and Mixon are big disappointments for him. Willoka, yeah. on the other hand, quietly on a three-game win streak, mm-hmm. trending upwards. He absolutely is. I want to get back to Ned's team real quick because I actually had the same notes. Yeah. Uh, Juju only 1.2 this yeah. past week. Mixon only 4.9. Yep. Juju is wide receiver 36, and Mixon is running back 32. Oh. Those guys were drafted very high. I think actually those are his first and second round I picks, would right? So, yeah. I um, would so. And to have like basically, I mean, if you look at just basic or the the, the numbers that they provided, they shouldn't be startable. Like. The Steelers are on a bye this week, I believe, and so maybe they figure out their quarterback situation. It Mason doesn't Rudolph's look it back, doesn't look to be yeah Mason Rudolph's coming yeah. back, but I mean it's still Mason I mean, Rudolph yeah it's Mason Rudolph, not <laughs> yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And you know Joe Mixon's got talent, but that Cincinnati offensive line is garbage. It's, <laughs> it's awful. I mean, I I did hear Cordy Glenn, their left tackle, is coming back to practice, and that will be a huge upgrade okay. for him. That was their first string uh, left tackle that went down earlier in this year. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't help the other four spots in that offensive line. And their just team is trash. I mean, maybe A.J. Green comes back, gives them a vertical threat. Cordy Glenn comes back, provides a little bit of an anchor on that line. But I don't see things improving for the Bengals. I, I love your offensive line analysis. Uh, oh, I could break down offensive line all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played offensive line in high school. Uh, and that might surprise a lot of folks because I'm not super big. But <laughs> <laughs> I would not have guessed but that. I, but I do, uh, I do actually watch offensive line when I watch football. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, I mean, like, it'll tell you a lot about the running game. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's something I'll talk about when I get in. I mean, I guess I can dive into it now. I mean, I noticed on Thursday night's game, Sony Michelle. I want. I wanted yeah. to talk about this during the Kevin um, Kevin and Metzger breakdown. Yeah. But you watch. You watch that or that running back. He's got holes to go into. I'm watching that offensive yeah. line. But dude's just dancing around in the backfield. Hit the fucking hole, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching offensive line play closer this year than every year, any other year, and it's been driving me nuts. Offensive line play across the league is down. Look at the Chargers' offensive line. Look at our oh, offensive line. Awful. Look at all these. I, Dallas is, is taking a step back. I mean, there's off Pittsburgh's look looks awful, but uh, Pittsburgh's might have been the only ones that look good. But anyways, across the board, it's been awful. Everyone getting a push up the middle. There's no running game anymore. They're just teeing off on the pass and pass rushing. And I think the biggest thing is is the no preseason. You can't practice blocking someone without actually blocking somebody without pads on. Well, I think that makes a huge difference early in the year. No, absolutely. So I think that actually what preseason does is. The offensive line works as a unit. It's yeah. not just a single player. You, the the thing that I took pride in whenever I played offensive line was I knew exactly what every other person on that offensive line's assignment was, yeah. and so that if somebody needed help or if somebody missed their assignment, I knew how I could fill in yeah. in order to make up for that difference. Yeah. Right. Yep. And what I. Okay, Whenever you don't play in the preseason, you don't have that feel for that guy to the left and right of you. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's probably totally, what you're yeah, alluding totally to. Totally understandable. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I just, I just, 
you couldn't have said it better. It's like the fall five guys got to work in unison like yep. a ballet, mm-hmm. more or less. You know what I mean? You, and then to feel feel what your guys is going to do next to you, it's just there's no run game. There's no pass blocking. These guys, it's just awful. And the, it, it's a lot easier to play defensive line and offensive line. Yep. You know what I mean? Line up, get ball. Yep. But – yeah, it drives me freaking nuts. Real, uh, uh, real quick, and we'll get we'll get into we'll loco a little bit here. Uh, but you were watching? Were you watching the Sunday night game yeah. with uh, the Chargers? Philip Rivers looked just like Jay Cutler at the beginning <laughs> of his Bears run, where he would get the ball and just start running. Like he <laughs> yeah. wasn't like trying to get in his drop back. He was just like, "Hey, I need to be looking like to the left, to the right, making sure I don't get killed," because that Pittsburgh defensive line was coming. It, was just, it looked like they were, they were going against air. Yeah. I mean, Pouncey, their center, went out. That was the first game without right. playing without Pouncey. Snaps yep. were all over the place in shotgun. And it was just constant push right up the middle. They couldn't stop anyone. Devin Bush had a hell of a game for Pittsburgh, and it just crushed my hopes and dreams because I had Melvin Gordon yep. going in that game. Yep. So. Um, Waloka. So I, I want to talk about this because this was the first week post-blockbuster trade Yeah. from, right. from him and Cody Billick. Um, the trade pieces didn't look great. No, they did not. Uh, but James Conner bails him out with 27, yeah. and that's at least got to be some sort of consolation for Chris because James Conner has been very up and down at the start of the season. So. Yeah, he has not been someone to reliable rely on early in the year. I have him in another league, and it's been rather frustrating. I think I actually have him and Juju in the same league, Ooh. which is a uh, rough combination for me. But Wentz gave him 20 points, James Conner 27.4, and that really bailed him out because, I mean, who did he get? Le'Veon Bell, 11.8, Adam Thielen, 14.7. Not a lot of production coming from that big trade he had. Yep. I mean, I Damn, I mean, Chubb might have outscored both of those guys. Yeah, and actually, that's where we'll go next. We'll talk about uh, Cody Billick versus uh, versus you, Mike yeah, Awesome. Yeah, so, let's just move on. Yeah. We don't need to discuss this. I'm still pretty upset about this. So let's talk about that matchup. You take another L in a, a terrible matchup. I mean, it's, nobody scored, broke yeah, 100. Uh, battle of the losers. You dropped a one and five, eighty-five point four, losing to Cody Billick, ninety-nine point one. Cody goes to two and four, and to to go off of the trade talk, his side of the trade did pretty well. Uh, Nick Chubb, twenty-six point four, uh, and Chubb's actually the third best running back in, in fantasy football right now. Yeah, I mean Chubb single-handedly won him the trade over Wilokas, mm-hmm. Wilokas guys this week. I mean. Did he actually outscore uh, the guys on Waloka's team? I mean, I know Thielen had. I mean, had like fourteen. Um, Thielen had fourteen, and we got who did he get? Bell, Thielen, and then what? Wasn't it three? Uh, Keenan Allen, who didn't do anything. So Bell had eleven point eight. Keenan Allen four point three. So what? Sixteen points, and then so he got Waloka got thirty points out of uh, the trade. Out of th- yeah, out of three guys. Yeah, out of three guys, and Nick Chubb put up twenty six point four. Yep, there you go. And I mean, additionally. Uh, he continues to start Austin Hooper, which is a good idea. Uh, yeah, Austin me. Hooper, quietly, <laughs> the best tight end in football right now. He put up 21.7. Who would um, have thought that? I mean, I, you saw at the end of last season that Austin Hooper and Matt Ryan were really getting some good chemistry together. But I didn't think it was going to be this good. I've been waiting on Austin Hooper for freaking three years, it feels like. Every year I draft a guy, and he sucks, and I drop him. And finally, you know, he's going off for Cody, so good for Cody. You know, it cost me my freaking week. But uh, I am surprised. I didn't. I. I mean, I didn't realize he was the top tight end in the league right now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either until I. I took a look at it. Right. Yeah. Um. But 
unfortunately, on your end, the guy that who's been carrying you is Cooper Cup. Yeah. And he only gets 3.7. Yeah. Uh, LA's offense as a whole is broken. They're one of the offensive line that we were just talking about that yeah. looks freaking awful. They just made a trade with Cleveland for one of Cleveland's backup offensive linemen. Doesn't give me much hope, but uh, he he shit the bed. Carlos Hyde tried to help me out. Brady put up 22. He had two rushing touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, I have been counting on as my savior all year long. After two weeks, it's not looking promising. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, It's been rough. It's rough going. I, I did not have high expectations for my team going in and uh, just say they're not growing any. Yeah, I, I think that better days are ahead for Melvin Gordon. I think that, you know, it kind of like kind of like Zeke, he's gotten off to a slow start, and yeah. that offensive line play has been a little bit questionable. But the Chargers have had, you know, a couple of – well, you actually, you would think that the Steelers would be a good matchup, but that defensive line was flying around like maniacs. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, San Diego is – they lost Pouncey, their center. Russell Kuhn, their left tackle, is out. Mm-hmm. So they're banged up, but – Pouncey's not coming back. He's on IR. Okun could come back, but we don't know. It, I think I think he'll get better as the season goes along, but I don't think he's going to be the fantasy stud I was hoping he was going to be. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, Cody uh, got zero points from Demarcus Robinson on his flex <laughs> and still managed to beat me, which is fucking just disheartening. I'm Listen, I'm what am I, one in five? This loss hurt more than any other loss because I thought I had a legit chance going into this matchup of winning this one. I let my hopes get up, and once again, they got fucking trashed by Cody, who has two defenses and three quarterbacks on his roster, one of which is Daniel Jones, and I let him walk all over me. So so how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, Josh Gordon only put up 1.2, and Robinson put up zero, and I still lost. This is just, oh, it makes me want to quit fantasy football. Like, I don't even deserve it. So, it goes back to my, my, my philosophy, and this is actually probably a good transition into my matchup. Um, fantasy football actually isn't fun. All right. <laughs> no, fantasy football sucks. <laughs> no, I, I, I love fantasy football. It's just, oh, it's so heartbreaking. You put so much effort into it, and then you take an L to Steve Grisbeck, 94.8 to 120.4, and I dropped a 2-4. and four. I look at my roster, and I think it looks solid. I really do. I mean, I got a, a couple of uh, really good receivers in DeAndre Hopkins and and Mike Evans, and you know, I, I got I got Christian McCaffrey. You would think that'd be enough to, to carry me to something, but but what happens is you get you know a couple of real tough losses to Jerome and Chris. Yeah. You know, not by not by big margins, and then your team doesn't show up two weeks, and now I'm sitting at two and four and. I have to go five and two the rest of the season in order to make the playoffs, and like that's really difficult. And you lose to a team that Steve has, which is a straight trash. It, it, he didn't even start a tight end. He didn't even have a tight end on his roster. He didn't have a tight end on his roster, and I thought I made a a, a nice move. And it, you know, the, there's a lot of talk on Saturday morning about me picking up Jason Witten and yeah. and or trying to block Steve from getting a tight end, even though Steve didn't even put a bid in for a tight end. Like, that's how that's how, that's how who I lose to. I lose to a guy who doesn't even notice that he doesn't have a tight end active and doesn't try to make a free free agent acquisition. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Literally, the two of us had rough weeks this week. Um, I think your team is super solid. Actually, my notes, it says, Cody, solid team. 
But is what's Eckler's value going forward with Melvin right. Gordon back? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I have him in another league. He Outside week one, he's been super disappointing, not putting up the numbers you expect from one of the top wide receivers in the whole game. And Mike Evans is losing. He's getting the double coverage in Chris Godwin's. Reaping the benefits. Yeah, Chris as, Godwin's been great. Man. As you've seen as a Tampa Bay fan. Yes. And then Will Disley going down early with zero points with a torn Achilles is just a dagger. So that serves me right for trying to this be was, sneaky yeah. and and for being a dick, Cody. From being a dick. Yeah. And you know it's not normally my style, but I think that you know whenever you're just I mean, you play to win the game, right? So <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I think I did the right move, but unfortunately the uh, the fantasy football gods um, just just came down on me, um, and I take the L. I do think that Eckler has a little bit of value going forward. He's definitely not a top-five running back like he was. I think he's a flex at best, which leaves me with one good running back and then three flex running backs between him and Montgomery and Sanders. And any one of those guys could score a touchdown any week, or they're going to get you eight points. I mean, like, Eckler is clearly the third down back. He's catching the passes. Any passing down, they're not throwing the Gordon and throwing to Eckler. We saw that on Thursday night or Sunday night. Sunday yeah, night. Sunday night. And, uh, he, I mean, he's still talented. He can make a lot out of a little in a screen game, third downs. He can get you a touchdown. I, he's just not going to be the workhorse he was early on in the year. Yep. Absolutely. Um, one quick thing I want to add uh, before we get to um, – Bob and Jerome's matchup. Um, I got to beat radio this week. So, like I said, I'm two and four, and I have Christian McCaffrey and Mike Evans on by playing radio. Who, granted, may not have Alvin Kamara from what we learned today. Yeah, um, angle issue. Yeah, don't call it a sprain, but it's an issue. Um, because I need to win this matchup, I'm open to shopping around everybody on my team. See, and well, I mean everybody. Have you seen what Loki? Have you seen what you have created? You got Cody now opening lobby, openly lobbying for trades via the <laughs> podcast. All right, this is not a platform to run your own agenda. So, hey, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm not going to tell people who I'm talking about trades with. I'm just saying that I'm open to discuss. <laughs> that's all. I mean, we'll look at it both. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about Jerome versus Bob. Jerome taking the win four in a row started. This is this is four the hope that I have. All right, yeah. Jerome started 0 and 2 and just rattled off four like it was nobody or like it, like it was nothing. 104.2 to 85.5. While starting Gardner Minshew. While starting Gardner Minshew, but you know that's unfortunately that's what happens when Bob doesn't have the Bears defense in his lineup. Yeah. Right? No, <laughs> no Bears defense and no Josh Jacobs. I guess the Broncos did get 20. So I mean, yeah, that. I was just still, that was my notes, no Bears defense, and I looked at Broncos got 20, so that really puts a kibosh on that. But he also didn't have Josh Jacobs. He had Zerline, only got him one point in his kicker. You know, Henry, 3.8. Ronald Jones, which is, you know, Cody well knows as a Bucks fan, is a running back by committee. He got seven points, got lucky with a touchdown, only 10 yards. Point eight from Cooper. The injury with Cooper hurts. He did not practice again today. We'll see what happens moving forward with that. And, and then... It, the... Bob's bench doesn't look promising no. either. I mean, he's got Josh Jacobs there, which is good. I mean, Josh Jacobs on the bye last week. So, I mean, but, not having him in there was, was probably, you know, definitely hurt. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Shady McCoy. Cole Beasley's a possession receiver. Trey, I don't know why Trey Burton's on a roster. I he mean, should be a free. He should be a <laughs> roster. He's just trash. I don't know how to use him. 
I don't know. I mean, literally, on my notes for Bob, it says, Cooper injury, depth question mark. His bench <laughs> is shit. Amari's hurt. He's screwed. I don't see him continuing. I'm sure we're going to get some nasty email or note on the league manager page or something about how no one gives him any respect. But you know what? He, he, he He's trash. <laughs> he, uh, he will not sustain this level. If, he has no depth. If Bob calls me, I'll make sure I record it and send it out to the group. So <laughs> I love uh, you, Bob. Uh, Jerome's team. Uh, I mean, four game win streak. I, I think the key here is Leonard Fournette's gotten going. You know, the first couple yeah. of weeks, Leonard Fournette wasn't doing anything, and he didn't have a great week last week by any means. But you'd much, I mean, 15 points. I mean, that's all you really can hope for as as, as a your running back too. I right? mean, he has a looking at his roster. I see a very solid starting lineup. I, I question the depth he has at running back and wide receiver, but this outside by, I mean. He, he had, I mean, Kittle, Galladay, Lockett, Michael Thomas, you're welcome, Jerome. Fuck me, right? Uh, <laughs> he has a solid starting lineup. I mean, he's currently rostering three quarterbacks, just like Cody, for some godforsaken reason. He chose the wrong one, but, I mean, I, I can see Jerome's going to be in the playoffs. I, Jerome will be in the playoffs. Yep. His, his roster, starting lineup's too good. Yep. I, I agree. I think that it's going to take a lot for uh, for him to not make the playoffs. It's going to have to be a Zeke Elliott getting caught doing something stupid and getting suspended by the league. Which cannot or, be ruled out. Let's just be honest. <laughs> it cannot be ruled out. <laughs> it cannot be ruled out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's going to take something like that in order yeah. for Jerome to, to go on a tailspin. Um, last matchup of the week, Kevin O'Brien and Jacob Metzger in a very tightly contested contest there. Uh, Kevin O'Brien taking the win, 114.5 to 108.2. O'Brien going to 4-2, and, and Metzger, who started 2-0. and Four-game losing streak. Four-game skid. And yep. it's not because... It, you can't blame Devontae Freeman anymore. Devontae Freeman did his thing. He, I think he had 24 points, so he's actually pulling his weight at this point. It's just the rest... 23 yeah. Yeah. It's just the rest of his t- his receivers are garbage. Kansas City. Yeah. It's, he's literally got Atlanta players and Kansas City players. Only one comes through at a time. Usually it's Kansas City. This week it was Atlanta. KC took the week off. You know, Damian Williams, 8.5. Kelsey, 7.8. <laughs> Not really doing it for him, but you know Matt Ryan and Freeman trying to bail him out with thirty and twenty-five. Yeah, Muhammad Sanu. How many? Literally, it's just Atlanta and Kansas City players at this point for you, Metzger. You're a freaking joke. Atlanta's <laughs> not even good anymore. Pay attention to football. Atlanta is not good. They they are putting up points, but I mean, yeah, like you said, Tyler Boyd, Muhammad Sanu, uh, not even getting you seven points. Like that's Combined. that's that's garbage. Actually, we. I'm hoping that this works, but we have a we have a guest trying to to call in here. Uh, oh. let, let's see who this is. Hello, you're oh, on the Sinbin Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, bro? Yo. <laughs> um, we were just actually talking about your matchup with uh, with Jake Metzger, um, and and your and your and your W and going to four and two. Um, I wanted to see if you. Uh, I'm glad you called in. I want to see if you have anything to say. Oh, I have plenty to say. Thanks for uh, taking my call, Cody. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Hopefully last-time uh, caller. Before, before I get into that, where are you guys at? Uh, we, are at uh, we are at Rookies in uh, Elgin, Illinois, uh, right off I-90 in Randall Road. Where are you calling from, Kevin? Uh, just walked in the door. I'm in my bedroom. 
Is Kimmy in there? Looking forward to talking to you two. It's kind of ironic that you two are doing the pod together, given that you guys are both bottom dwellers uh, when it comes to our rankings. So, you know, probably not the best resource to listen to for advice for the rest of uh, our league members. Fuck off. Um, yeah, <laughs> Kevin, shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, you, know, this- <laughs> you know what? Let's just cancel. Let's just cancel this segment. Your voice is awful. I can't handle it. I'm done. Uh, go ahead, let's go take a bathroom break. Awesome. Uh, I might have to. Your voice is killing me. Okay, walk away. Um, you know, this week, you know, I know Jake thought of it as a rivalry week, but to me it was was really just another week, just another win. Uh, you know, I, I assemble my team, uh, you know, with intent, and obviously that pays off. You guys have seen that. Um... But yeah, it was really, it was nice to get a win over Jake. Uh, you know, Jake's had a lot of success in his career, very smart guy, um, and, and, you know, very successful overall, but where he really struggles. Well, just like your podcast, this is boring. Is when it comes to prime time, dude, he just cannot, uh, he folds like a deck of cards when the pressure's on. We saw it this week, we saw it at the championship last year. Man, we can go all the way back to 2005 and 2006 when twice in a row he took second place at the Kansas State Wrestling Championship <laughs> Finals. It's just whenever you apply pressure to him, he's, he's going to fold. He's going he's gonna to go down. So, like I said, just another week. Really happy to come away with the W, but I got a lot of confidence in my guys. They're all doing their part. So, uh, yeah. Hey, well, uh, th- thanks for calling on uh, calling in, buddy. We'll assess. All right, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping that that audio comes out well for everybody. But essentially, uh, to reiterate, Kevin's take is Metzger folds under pressure, <laughs> and um, he cited a few different a few examples that are indisputable. Starting with finishing second twice in state championships in high school. I, I totally I mean, forgot about that 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 fact. Yeah, and uh, second last year. I mean, it just. Metzger does tend to fold under pressure. I will give Kevin that. Yep. Anyway, I think that's that's all we really have this yeah. week for the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to touch on, Mike? Well, I would like to reiterate that uh, the trade deadline is two and a half weeks away, so everyone keep that in mind. Yep. There's one issue I had with Fab this week. So I go to pick up a defense, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no defenses left worth their salt. Nothing. <laughs> And so I'm like, what the hell is going on? I think I picked up, I don't even know who I picked up, some trash defense. Half our league is rostering two defenses. Bob, Chris, Jake, Ned, Steve, Cody, Billick. Half the league is rostering two defenses. Clearly, our benches are too big. I may propose to shrink the bench next year, because if we have this much room to roster two defenses, then there's something wrong. Because I shouldn't be picking up a defense that's projected to score five points. And have that be my best option, okay? So I just wanted to go on a little bit of rant there. There, no, I, I, I agree with you. There is, there's no need to roster two defenses or two kickers. And I'm being slightly hypocritical here because I'm currently rostering two kickers. However, the, the, the kicker that is my kicker's on by, and he's the best kicker in the league so far this year. So if you have the best defense or the best kicker, I, I understand. I think defense is probably a little bit more excusable than kicker. Yeah, kicker is just a kicker, man. Um, hey, man, if he's averaging 10 points a week, you got to keep that. But 
However, it's it's okay I, comes I typically don't agree with it. All right, I'm, I but it's just it's it's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. So just drop your freaking defenses. Help help a guy out. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to be starting Houston against the Chiefs like Ned did last weekend. All right. Yep. Uh, any other hot takes? Nah. Oh, so. Bob and Chris are the only matchup of winning teams this year week. So after our big matchups last week, bit of a downfall this week. So Ooh. we'll see if there's any upsets though. All right. Uh, who's your uh, Aaron Barber Award winner? This oh, week? that's me. My team sucks. <laughs> I fucking suck. Giving himself the yeah. Aaron Barber Award. That is a first, and that'll do it this week. Uh, for Mike Awesome, I am Cody Carlicker. Thank you for listening to the Sinbin Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.